0: Welcome to all of you out there in Talkless Talks lands. I'm going to start today with an apology. And I know, yes, you're always taught in speech classes, never start with an apology. But I owe you one. Past few weeks, had a lot of travel, thankfully, all for good things. Managed to pull off getting a uh, podcast recorded during some of those weeks, but I had five weeks in a row with midweek travel. And just uh, the last two did not work out for me to have any uh, time dedicated to recording. But. I am doing that today and apologize if there's some background noise over here, but Hashem, God has provided us a stunning day over here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we've had many other days that were not quite like this. I can actually get outdoors, appreciate the uh, fresh air, get some vitamin D, and at the same time, share what I believe will be an uplifting message in sync with this kind of beautiful, uplifting day. It won't be partial-related, but it will be very much perm-related and if you're hearing this post don't stop now. I believe it's a message that's very timeless. Amalek, the nation that defies Israel, that defies Israel's bringing godliness to the world, the nation that defies God. Haman, Haman, is described in the Megillah as the Agagite, his descendant of Agag, who had been a king of Amalek. Haman, the Amalekite, in the Purim story, they're trying to eliminate the nation that brings godliness to the world. Amalek is seen in its numerology as matching the word Safek. Out of the letters, kuf of the word Amalek matches the Hebrew word Safek, the word for doubt. Amalek challenges. Is there really a truth? Is there really a creator? Have there been such miracles? Is there a nation that's protected by God? We will do a suicidal act of tampering with Israel, to show that it's not so clear that they really are miraculous. A stands in defiance to God's truth being represented in the world. When they attack us at that first juncture in history, way back, way before Haman makes his attempt to destroy us, a Malik made their first attack against Israel when we left Egypt, and we're at a place called Refidim. The sages see in the name Rifidim, a message. Of Rafu Yedehem Min hatora. We had a certain laxity regarding Torah. We'd become soft, Rafu, and the softness, the laxity, is described as Rafu Yedehem, a weakening of the hands. Well, if we were dealing with maybe a mitzvah like shaking a lulav or banging the aravas, there are mitzvahs that we do with our hands, but Study of Torah, okay, maybe you've got some gestures we do with your hands and a uh, yeshiva, the, the thumb motions, but roughly you day him, they weaken their hands about the Torah, their grasp of the Torah. What, what's the hand? And when we do battle, Moshe is up on the mountain, and his hand is stretched upwards, and when his hand is stretched upwards, we are successful in battle. When his hand is not stretched upwards, we have trouble. And the Talmud, we asks the mission of Rosh Hashanah, Our hands waging the war, but they are directing our attention heavenwards. When we are focused upwards, we're focused on the heavens, we're successful. We have the right recognition of God being the provider of our success. Then we are successful. But again, somehow there's a message in it, particularly due to his elevated hand. I heard a beautiful idea. Just a few weeks ago from my friend Rabbi Yaakov Robinson, who had been part of our team here in Cincinnati. is now a rabbi of note in Chicago and basically head of a large network of rabbis in the Midwest. And Robinson shared a fascinating idea after raising another very interesting question. Amalek versus Israel goes way back this battle in the desert of Amalek versus Israel. But really, it goes back, in a sense, to the battle between Esau and Jacob, Esau and Yaakov. Amalek is a grandson of Esau. Amalek takes Esau to the max in his fight against Jacob, the fight against Israel. Right at that first battle, so to speak, the first time Esau is threatening to kill Yaakov, after Jacob gets the blessings, and Esau is very disturbed about that, and he threatens to kill Yaakov, and Yaakov is sent away from home. He's going to go found the family of Yaakov. He's going to found the nation of Israel. God appears to Yaakov, and the famous dream where Yaakov sees angels ascending to heaven, and then descending on a ladder. Sula And Ray Robbins raised the question: Why a ladder? If there was a message of angels going up and coming down, why not a staircase? and maybe multiple approaches to address this, but he shared the following beautiful idea. Shushen Pinkas asks, what is the highest part of the human being? You, you listeners out there in Tacos Talk lands, what is the highest part of you? And most of us would think the top of our head, but in reality, for a second, put your hand on top of your head, Right now, your hand is higher than the top of your head. And in fact, your hand isn't even as high as it can go. Lift it straight up, and your hand is considerably higher than it was when it was on top of your head. The highest part of a person is his upward-stretched hand. And our head, our thought process, that ultimately is how high we think we can get. But we limit ourselves when we only get as high as we think we can get. When we aspire to something greater than that, we realize I can stretch, I have the possibility to point upwards, to direct my attention upwards, we can often accomplish more than we realize we can accomplish. Rafa Yudem in the Torah, a weakening of the hands in the Torah was that they limited themselves. There were those self-defeating thoughts of, can't be more committed than this, can't be more dedicated than that. I can't be more. But maybe I can. Moshe's hands upward, his upward-stretched arm while he's up on the mountain, reminding ourselves, think big. Aspire to greatness. Jacob, who's about to found the family of Israel, the family that's going to represent godliness in the world, that brings to the world a message of connection with the infinite. A staircase would represent Climbing with the hands at your side. A ladder represents climbing to catch up with your upward-stretched arms. You're reaching up, and you're following and catching up with yourself. I've got my head. I've got my thought. I've got my capacity, my thinking. But I really can aspire to something beyond that as well. And the message, as we think about the capacity to live on beyond the Hamans of the world, Beyond all of their plans, all of their very sinister and evil and unfortunately very um, often repeated uh, attempts to eliminate us. and Eliminate that which we stand for and eliminate the fact that there's a nation that stands for the fact that there is the capacity to be connected with God. There's a nation that stands for the recognition that the human being is attached to something immortal that we are ultimately immortal. What we represent to the world is that we're body and soul. We've got a neshama that's eternal, where we have a God connect. Part of ourself is eternal. Part of ourself is not bound by time and space. We'll live on far beyond our existence within this body. And when we're in the body, we have a capacity far greater than the limitations of that body. Part of us is godly. Part of us can do godlike acts. Our job is to recognize we have the capacity to think big, we have the capacity to aspire to greatness beyond what we can think, to take actions. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can write such a big check for tzedakah. I don't think I can commit myself to such dedicated time to Torah study. I don't know if I can, if I can do it. Right? Take the action. If oh, I do it, I don't know if I can ever repeat it. If you did it once; you can do it again. Taking the action sometimes—that bold expression, the extension of self, reaching upwards, will allow us to do it once more, to aspire, to mimic our own behaviors, to climb up that ladder, to be thinking like Moshe's upstretched arm, the antithesis of the roughly Udayim, and to be accomplishing tasks that will make us as individuals and us as a nation far more likely to achieve our ever-stretching tachlis.